0: Belt high snap and the wrap up in the sack as Kyra's Tonga shoots in. Coming up on BYU Football with Kalani Sitake in front of empty stands, the Cougars fill up the score sheet by taking down Troy. That's Bill touchdown! The Cougars 30-7 to 7 with a PAT pending. Now it's time for some Friday Night Lights with La Tech in town. We're talking it up with the coach and QB Zach Wilson next. This is BYU Football with Kalani
1: Sitake. Presented by Intermountain Healthcare. And now, your host,
0: the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building for another edition of our weekly look inside the BYU football program. Great to have you with us and excited to be back on our regular studio set. Here for the first time this season as well. We invite you to join tonight's conversation by submitting questions for Kalani for later in the show on Twitter using the hashtag SitakeShow as well as Facebook and Instagram on the BYU TV sports accounts coming up on tonight's broadcast. The Film Room will feature wide receiver Dax Milne after his big game on Saturday night. We'll preview BYU's first ever get-together with the Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech. Our Cougar Q&A asks the question, who is the team's strongest player? Quarterback Jaron Hall is profiled by the Deep Blue Crew, and we visit live with junior quarterback Zach Wilson to start tonight's proceedings. Though we say hello to the head man, he is Kalani Sitake, Coach K. We're back. Uh, we're back in Studio C.
2: Yeah, nice. I mean, it's different, but uh, you know we're trending the right way, getting things back to normal as soon as possible. So good to see you, Greg.
0: The, the different part is we used to have a lot of fans joining us here in the in yeah, the, and hopefully that that that'll change too as things trend in the right direction.
2: Yeah, I'm actually uh, I'm I'm happy I don't have to do the introduction and the walk up, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, I'll, I'll take sitting down starting that way <laughs> to begin with oh, lazy boy, you me.
0: <laughs> your guys Kalani to zero. right 22nd now after a 48 7 home win over Troy three nights ago uh, the first time the Cougars have ever had to come on the field though at Lavelle Stadium Stadium uh, without a roar of a crowd uh, to accompany them unfortunately you're getting a little bit used to it you've played two games now with no fans in the stands but uh, thankfully uh, your guys generate their own energy and put on a good show anyway for the fans
2: yeah and I, I think the the layoff i mean just not being able to play for that long you know when we had to postpone the army game i think uh built to the excitement to get back on the field and yeah you're right we, we've been in the situation before when we played navy with no fans so i don't think it was anything that was too brand new to us but i think more than anything the just guys were just anxious to get back on the field and play again and and now we have an opportunity to play another game you know within the week so um Uh, You know, we have to speed things up this week and get ready and make sure that we're ready to play against a a really quality team like Louisiana Tech.
0: Yeah, it was 19 days without a game and now two games in the span of six days. Let's uh, revisit how the sacking of Troy took place at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The highlights presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Troy and BYU last Saturday night here in Provo. We'll start in the first quarter. BYU gets the ball back early after Troy gained an early first down, but then they get consecutive offensive possessions, the Trojans do, as the rare Dax Milne Muff gave the ball to La Tech, but or gave the ball to Troy, but BYU Kalani gets it right back on a fourth down stop.
2: Yeah, I love the sudden change and the defense being able to respond. They've done that before, you know, against Navy and now against Troy, so really pleased with the way the team is working.
0: And after that Muff, uh, Dax Milne got an early touch immediately, did some good things with it. Kyrus Tonga, one of his two sacks, and then uh, Tyler Algier with, a nice, uh, with some nice yak yards setting you guys up first and goal.
2: Catches the ball well out of the backfield. And, you know, love seeing the fullback score touchdowns, too. So yes, that's nice. partial for to that.
0: Wake. That was Mason Wake with his first <laughs> touchdown as a Cougar. And the Cougars led 7-0 after one. Beautiful post. And uh, spotted it at the one-yard line. So Zach Wilson did it himself on the next play.
2: Yeah, really good play. Zach made a great throw. Great catch by Gunner. And defense, you know, making some plays on, on a rush by Zach Dahl there. And, I was really pleased with the way the, the, all three phases were functioning, other than the the muff punt earlier. But love the way Dax responded in the game.
0: Big night for Gunner Romney, 130 plus receiving yards. Bigger night for Dax Mill, more from Dax in a bit as Isaac Rex gets his first career touchdown. Yeah, well. nice, nice touch on this pass.
2: Yep, yeah, looks like his daddy. So this guy is going to score a lot of touchdowns for us, make a lot of plays, and really pleased with the way he blocked as well.
0: Dad Byron, former Cougar tight end, great. The the one big play and the one really good drive for Troy came. On the pass to Eford, set him up uh, with a B.J. Smith touchdown run. It's 21-7, to 7, 59 seconds to go until halftime. Just enough time, Kalani, to get Jake Oldroyd in position for a 54-yarder.
2: Yeah, a monster kick, great snap and hold, and, and uh, he, was, he was ready for that kick. He, he did a great job that night.
0: Mentioned Dax Milne's big night earlier. And a double move, and a shake-off, and a sprint into the end zone. 70 yards on the score, Wilson to Milne. Dax ended up with 140 yards on seven grabs. And a great ride and decide there as Zach Wilson pulls it away and has his second rushing touchdown of the night. BYU's up 38-7. And Gunnar Romney with the uh, second effort to haul it in and did get a foot in. They got it on
2: review. (laughs) Like to see him catch it the first time, right?
0: (laughs) We head to the fourth quarter. BYU running away with this one. And Mason Wake running into the end zone for a second time. Yeah,
2: great vision just like he did when he was a running back at Lone Peak High School.
0: The big guy is getting things done. Another fullback there as Kyle Griffiths takes it to the 10-yard line. Jake Oldroyd was good from 54, good from 20 there. Makes your final score 48-7. to BYU is a winner against the uh, Trojans of Troy. You saw Chip Lindsey there and, of course, their former, or BYU's former offensive line coach, Ryan Pugh, coordinating the offense for Troy. And not a lot getting done on offense uh, for the Trojans on this night. Fewer than 200 yards. And Kalani, you had a, a new Satake era high in total offense 664 yards for your guys
2: Yeah, just just really happy with coach Grimes and uh, you know the group on, on on our offense being able to score points It's two weeks in a row now that we've we've uh, been able to put, put up a lot of points on the scoreboard that, that helps the defense, you know play better You know when you when you can put that that many points up there and uh, I haven't really been helping them out with their red zone percentage by having them kneel down, but um you know, I, I just love the way that, that our offense has been pre- pre- preparing for the season. I've seen the way they work, and, and under Jeff Grimes' leadership, they've done amazing things, and then all those guys have done great, with the coaches and the players, and looking forward to seeing what they can do this week.
0: So you say red zone, and officially, yeah, BYU's had two red zone misses, but they're only because you had end-of-game kneel-downs. Those unfortunately count in the stats, but in reality, uh, you've tried to score on 12 possessions inside the 20, and you've scored on all 12 with nine of the twelve being touchdowns.
2: Yeah, and those percentages will be really good for us if we can keep it up. I mean, that's uh, you know I think we can get spoiled pretty quickly when when you have a, a great kicker. You know, we have a great punter in, in, in Ryan Rico, but it's I like him not being busy. You know, and so if we can sustain drives and um, you know possess the ball like we have been doing, and and, and be balanced. I, you know, we we ran the ball really well the first week, and this week we relied on the throw a little bit more and. I just think that we can do a lot of different things from a lot of different angles, and and uh, you know that that to me that helps our offense, our our defense play and our special teams play more effectively.
0: Uh, Ryan Rico has punted twice in two games, yeah. So so once a game, and I mean,
2: and he's a great one, but you know it's it's okay. We can we can keep him (laughs) keep him at that average. I, I I know that he can flip the field for us and everything, and we may need him to do that, but. Uh, I don't think he's complaining either.
0: Right. Uh, BYU's second straight blowout win keeps the Cougs in the top 25 polls. Uh, More teams from the P5 leagues now playing, so uh, more of those teams get poll eligible for the voters, if you will. Uh, So it's going to be tough to move up, but BYU stayed in uh, the top 25, ranked 22nd now in both the AP and the coaches' polls. And uh, the team coming in uh, on the weekend also has uh, a few votes themselves.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, you know, all I'm asking our guys to do is play at their best every week and, and not worry about all that other stuff. You know, we, we can only control what we can control, and that's being on the field and doing our best and, and uh, playing together as a team and as a group. So I've been really pleased with the effort and the energy. We just got to keep doing it we be consistent. We've done it two weeks in a row now and, and looking forward to get it done on the third week.
0: Do you think there's some value in being talked about as a top 25 team and seeing that BYU go across the bottom of the screen ticker as a, as a ranked team every week?
2: I don't think that's what motivates our players, but I think it's confirmation that their hard work is paying off. Right. And, and I think that our players are more driven and more excited to the, what they get to represent on and off the field. And, and they love playing for our fans. And then to me, that that's that matters the most, you know, and I think there's the, the success breeds um, compliments and everything along the way. But we've got to stay humble and stay hungry.
0: Well, uh, so many great plays contributed to the uh, Saturday runaway. Let's take a closer look at a couple of those plays in tonight's Cougar close-up. And we'll start off with a uh, a Gunnar Romney setup to the goal line. It officially goes as a 42 or a 43-yard catch, but it's a, about a 53-air yard to throw from Zach Wilson.
2: Yeah, and so much speed off the line of scrimmage, great protection up front, and Zach just being able to... You know, there's a free guy running at him, but the the, the way that he's able to just... Connect and Gunner laid out and made a great, th- great catch. He's been doing that uh, every year that he's been here, it's been nice to see him doing on the field. I mean, he's starting to really mature and come into his own as a receiver.
0: Since you've been the head coach, it's the first time you've had a guy have a hundred-yard receiving game in back-to-back games. The Last guy to do it was Mitch Matthews before you got here, and Gunner's uh, got off to a great start to his uh, his third season with you.
2: Yeah, he has so much ability. I mean, the sky's the limit for what he can do as a receiver, and. We've seen him catch a short pass and turn it into a long run for a touchdown on a screen. We've seen how big of a deep threat he is, and he's a complete package when it comes to being a receiver. And, and if we give the quarterback time to throw, I think we can get take advantage of the things that he and the other receivers are able to do, you know, with their legs and being able to, you know, make big plays for us.
0: Other side of the ball, uh, defensive line had four sacks on the night uh batty had one Kyra's had two and we're going to show zach dawes sack and you can maybe talk us through what makes zach such a special edge rusher
2: oh he's got great vision and he's you know the timing of it all and then he he's that feeling you know he's a natural wrestler so he doesn't mind having contact and being able to move quickly with his feet and uh just getting around the edge i think he's going to be making a lot of plays for us and uh being able to just count on him on on the outside on the strong side end i think is huge and, and when you have that type of pressure, it, it, someone's going to pop through when we bring four-man rush. Uh, it, it, you know you have opportunities for some one-on-ones and Zach's a guy that's dangerous when you block a one-on-one.
0: Zach coming from the edge, Kairos comes up the middle. Uh, not too many uh, noses <coughs> or inside guys end up with multiple sacks in a given game. Sometimes they're, they're there to occupy people, uh, stop runners that come to them, but he gets into the backfield for two sacks on Saturday night.
2: Yeah, I think defensively we were to do some things. I'm Coach Tuyaki and, and, and Coach Lamb and Guilford and Coach Hadley had some ideas on, on, on trying to confuse the quarterback, and went, part of that is confusing their pass protection. I mean, one of the sacks, no one blocked Kyrus, yeah, which is, yeah. I think he was really surprised by it, you know, just like, well, I mean, why wouldn't you block the biggest guy on the field, and, and uh, as long as you <laughs> keep doing that, I think, yeah. you know, when, when we have those the, 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 the freebies like that, we have to come up with the play, and, um, you know, we had a, also had some other sack opportunities that we weren't able to come down with the, with the play, and... Uh, We've got to take the proper angles, upfield shoulder and things like that. We've got our hands on on a few balls, and we have batted down quite a bit, but uh, we need to see more interceptions.
0: I can only imagine Gunnar Watson seeing Kyrus coming free, uh, nobody touching him.
2: Yeah, it's a beautiful sight for us to see, but I I think it's difficult for quarterbacks to get used to that.
0: Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, Saturday night was indeed a career night for junior wide receiver Dax Milne, included in his tally, 140 yards was that 70-yard catch and run touchdown. One of the plays we're looking at is Dax takes us through his big night with an assist from Jerem Jordan. Here now, Dax and Jerem inside the film room.
1: All right, Dax, a career-high seven catches for 140 and a touchdown. What was it like to have your best game as a Cougar so far? It felt great to to finally uh, get some results from hard work that we've done in the past and and you know me and gunner and and all the other receivers and zach we all had great games so it felt good to be clicking like that okay let's talk about your 70 yarder the longest play from scrimmage so far this season what do you remember about it as soon as the play call was called i kind of started getting excited because i knew it was it's a touchdown play and when i when i caught the ball i knew he'd have a chance to make the tackle so i hurried and just jumped out of the way and just turned on the blazers you put your arms out in celebration as if playing to the fans. There are no fans there, but there's this great photo of you. <laughs> yeah, it's just got to have fun with it and was excited to turn around and celebrate with my with my teammates. I thought Gunnar Romney was very excited. He was almost too excited. He kind of headbutts you. Do, do you remember that? Uh, yeah, I think I got headbutted a couple times, but <laughs> I think that's just kind of this just naturally happens. I don't know. just get excited. Okay, earlier in the game, first punt. You end up fumbling it. Walk me through what you saw and were thinking in that moment. We learned that Troy um, doesn't do the traditional punt, and they usually, like, roll it short. But it was kind of a surprise when I saw the ball go high and straight to me, and I I think I kind of just saw some room and started to, you know, start planning what I was going to do after I caught the ball. I just kind of lost focus, and it went right through my arms. Then the next possession on offense, Zach Wilson, it felt like he found you on purpose to keep you kind of engaged in the, hey, we got you, uh, no worries here. What did that mean to you to get a target that early after that? Uh, yeah, that meant a lot to me. I also would just, yeah, thank the coaches too for uh, calling that play call. I think they knew I needed it, and I love Zach and I love the coaches for that. Okay, and 2-0, and ranked 22nd in the AP poll. Louisiana Tech on a Friday night. What are your thoughts on the next game? Yeah, I'm excited to move on to the next game. I'm excited to just build on the momentum that we have. It's I you know it's easy to kind of get a big head uh, when we're uh, rolling like this, so I think we just need to stay humble and just put our head down and, and get to it this week. Well, so far, so good. Thanks for joining me in the film room, Dex.
0: Appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, we've already had a deep blue feature on uh, Dax Milne uh, earlier in the season. Uh, he's got a lot of football left to play for you and is showing how important he's going to be uh, for the remainder of his Cougar career.
2: Yeah, huge part of our team and, and one of the hardest working guys you'll ever see. So uh, he's a great example to the, all the other receivers in his group, and uh, you can always count on him. He does the little things right, and he, I mean, he's, he's, he's a hard, hard worker, and uh, I'm glad he was able to respond back from from facing some adversity. and. You know, his teammates have his back and the coaches have his back. And it's nice to see him be able to bounce back and have a career night like he just did.
0: Not to overlook anybody else, but uh, I mean, not, not too many teams are going to roll out guys that can both have basically 140 yard receiving nights on the same night. And Gunnar Romney and, and, and Dax Milne, I think they're separated by one catch right now. I think one has 12, one has 13, something like that. And, and their yards are, are, are obviously very impressive. Quite the dynamic duo you've got there on, uh, with those two.
2: Yeah, and I think as we start, you know, going through the season, we, we'll have more guys included. I mean, we feel really good about the whole group, and, and you know, we, we felt really good about the tight ends and the receivers and the, their ability to catch the ball and the personnel that we have there. And I think they're well coached, and, and they're well prepared, and they work really hard. And So, as we go throughout the year, you'll start to see some other names start to emerge and some young guys, and, and so and, you know, in complement to, to what we're seeing from Dax and, and Gunner and, and Neil and, and tight ends. So, a lot of fun, you know, but like Dak said, we'll stay humble and keep working hard, and there's a lot of things to improve on.
0: Okay, uh, the target number, 13 and 12. The catch number, 10 and 9 for those two guys, Romney and Milne, by the way. All right, for your day-to-day Cougar Sports play-by-play, watch BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU-TV and BYU Radio. Blaine Fowler will be on the program tomorrow. When we come back, i will have some Tech Talk as we preview Friday night's home game with Louisiana Tech. And later in the show, a live conversation with starting quarterback Zach Wilson. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. Always here for you. Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Smith's. Fresh for everyone. And by America First Credit Union. We're here to help. All right, back for more BYU football with Kalani Sitake. A couple of programming notes. Uh, BYU's home date with UTSA, Saturday, October 12th, has been set for a 3.30 Eastern time kick. It'll be on ESPN2. And the October 16th game at Houston, same time, uh, 9.30 Eastern, but now moving on to ESPN instead of ESPN2. And this Friday, of course, game day for the Cougs as they play host to Louisiana Tech. Coverage starting at 7 Eastern on BYU Radio, then 8 Eastern on BYU TV, with the game at 9 Eastern on ESPN2, then full postgame coverage on both BYU TV and BYU Radio from Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Well, the Bulldogs, like BYU, have played two and won them both. And like the Cougars, La Tech piling up the points right now. Kalani averaging 48 and a half points through two games.
2: Yeah and and you know you can see that they've used uh two quarterbacks but you can see the the speed on their team and how many big plays they've made and then the ability you know they were down early to Southern Miss but their ability to come back from behind and and put up some points uh to to eventually win that game but uh, a lot of speed and athleticism really well coached and and really looking forward to this matchup with them
0: Skip Holtz the uh, head coach of the Bulldogs son of Lou and he has one of his own sons Skip does on the staff as well uh, Bulldogs had a nice year last year. A double-digit win campaign. They're off to a 2-0 start, as noted uh, this time around. Uh, Skip Holtz uh, coming up on 150 career wins as well for his career. So you see how both teams score it a lot. Uh, LaTeX allowing a lot more points than you right now. You've allowed 10 points in two games, and, and they've allowed their opponents to get to 30-plus in both games. But that Houston Baptist score of 30, 38, I think it was, that's a really good FCS team, Houston Baptist.
2: Yeah, and they've put up a lot of points in, in the games that they played against the FBS teams, and so, uh, you know, they, they aired out, and I think they had over 90-something snaps against them, so that, that there's gonna, they're going to put up those, those type of numbers, and uh, I think um, that, that game, you know, um, La Tech was never a, a threat of losing that game, so I think they, they were content with just winning the game and, and getting to the next one.
0: La Tech at uh, at two and zero and BYU two and zero, and both teams getting uh, top twenty five votes. It's one of those games that uh, for both teams, uh, I, I think, is a nice little early uh, barometer. BYU hopes, of course, to win, of course, being at home. But for La Tech, a top twenty five opponent, it's a big deal for them. They've played a lot of games against top twenty five teams, and have, they've played fifty against top twenty fives, and have won just the four all time. So it would be a massive thing for them to play well in this one.
2: Yeah, and I mean, they, they you know Skip Holtz has been there for uh, a number of years, you know, so. Uh, they're used to their system. They have a uh, an identity of what they want to do as a program, you know, and so there's not a lot of new things to them, and, and, and although they may have different players plugging in at different places, they, that that um, the cycle has already been set there for them to just, you know, get good players in and out, and uh, Skip's had a lot of success with them. I mean, they won 10 games last year, beat Miami, who's doing great things right now this year, and they beat them in the bowl game. I think they beat them 14-0, so uh, we have a lot of respect for them as a program and things that we see on film. We, we know that they're talented. And I think the focus for us is to, for us to play at our best and then perform at our best and, and face any adversity that may come with, with uh, you know, high effort and energy.
0: La Tech lost a great quarterback a, on a Conference USA first-teamer from last year. The guy they bring in, I think, transfers up from FCS. His name is Luke Anthony. And this past Saturday, uh, Anthony did well enough to uh, join Zach Wilson, on a list of Davy O'Brien National QB Award great eight quarterbacks for this past week. Anthony against Houston Baptist. We see both Houston Baptist and Southern Miss highlights here, but against Houston Baptist, uh, six touchdowns he was responsible for, five throwing and and one rushing. He's the fifth player in program history with at least a six touchdowns in a single game. He's a good one.
2: He is, you know, and I think they they first you know started working the two quarterback system in the Southern Miss game. He's the one that brought him from behind on that last uh, scoring drive to win the game and um, you know, I, I think uh, um, I think he's got tons of ability a great vision and things that he did I think he was played Abilene Christian You know and and, and put up a lot of yards and so he's he's a uh, very capable and, and has a good vision to see the field really well and obviously throws a lot of big plays and touchdowns so uh, we're gonna have to find ways to disrupt their, their, uh, their offensive scheme. But they also balance; they run the ball really well, and they average, you know, five yards a carry. And so we, well, we know that they can do a lot of different things. And it's a matter of us being assignment sound and playing good fundamental football on defense and on offense, blocking and doing all the little things right.
0: As for their offensive scheme, uh, four and five wide predominantly. Uh, don't employ a, a tight end it's rare that a fullback gets in the game but unlike Troy they're not going to speed it up on you they'll they'll run a normal amount of plays usually
2: yeah I think well they have the ability to go fast if they want you know and, and so we'll have to be um, aware of that but they uh, you're right I think they want to establish more of a, a running presence and and uh, keep you guessing and be a more of a balanced team but um, you know we'll, we'll have to defend all of it and, and tackle well to, to have a a good showing and to play at our best
0: A couple of former BYU head coaches with some uh, ties to Law Tech. Uh, You've got uh, Gary Croton and Bronco Mendenhall are those coaches. Gary as a head coach at Law Tech. Bronco was actually on the Law Tech staff for one season as a defensive backs coach. Gary went from Law Tech to the Bears of the NFL, then to BYU. When he got to BYU a couple seasons in, he brought Bronco in, who was then at New Mexico. But there you see coaches Croton and Mendenhall. One followed the other. As head coaches here in Provo, and you see their ties to Law Tech, so there's that. And speaking of connections, a couple of Hall of Famers involved from Louisiana Tech—a pro football Hall of Famer and a pro basketball Hall of Famer. We're talking, of course, about Terry Bradshaw and Carl Malone. Played their collegiate ball in Ruston, so I think uh, our fans have a a, a little more uh, trivial information and trivial knowledge about the bulldogs they, mean they may have had a couple minutes ago
2: yeah and love the mailman so i you mean know, i'm a jazz fan so uh you know jeff grimes coach carl malone's son at, at lsu you know when he was an no alignment for him there kj so, right yeah and we have so we have connection with with carl but you know we, this is just another one so we'll be able to play louisiana tech and and uh you know see what they can do on the field here at lavella stadium
0: All right, break time. As we do so, we will tell you that you can tune in Mondays at 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific, as we talk with the BYU football coordinators on the coordinator's corner with Jeff Grimes, Elisa Tuiaki, and Ed Lamb. It's also on demand on the BYU TV app. After this break, we'll ask the Cougars who pushes the most plates around, and we'll go deep blue with Jaron Hall. Plus, we query Kalani with questions from social media. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Checking out our Cougars in the NFL. Fred Warner led the Niners in tackles for the second straight week in a win for the Niners against the Giants. Kyle Van Noy three tackles and a forced fumble and fours and a fumble recovery on that strip sack Thursday night football against the Jaguars. And Sione Takitaki led the Browns in tackles with seven against the Washington football team. Welcome back to BoE Football with Kalani Sitake, presented by Intermountain Healthcare. Well, each week we hear from the Cougs themselves in a little bit of a lightning round, if you will. We throw them a question, and they give us their best guesses. It's called the Cougar Q&A, and it's presented by Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Here it is.
2: Strongest player on the team? Uh,
3: the strongest guy on the BYU football team would have to be my guy, Kyrus. I would say
1: Kairos Tonga. Definitely Kairo's Tonga. Strongest player on the team is Kairos Tonga strongest player on the team is for sure Kairos Tonga. Definitely Kairos Tonga. Kairos, maybe? Kairos.
2: Probably Kairos is the strongest. They're lying. <laughs> <laughs> so it used to be Kairos Tonga, but I think someone passed him up. Nisa. He is unbelievably strong.
3: Hard to say. I would say Naisa Mahe.
2: I would probably say Kairos. Um, Kiefer is really strong, though. Nisa Mahe is really strong. But i say the top two are uh, Kairos Tonga and uh, Caden Hawes.
3: Yeah, it's probably Kairos Tonga.
2: The strongest player on our team is probably Caden Hawes. Probably Caden Hawes. He's a, he's just everything's just he's just like a huge muscle. He's like a walking muscle, he's just big.
1: There's probably a three-way tie um, between Kairos and NYSA and Caden Hawes. Like those guys, they're always lifting together in a weight room. They throw out more weight than anybody. I think it's Kairos Tonga, for sure. That big dude can, he can push a lot of weight. That
3: man can lift every weight in the in the weight room. The strongest player on the BYU football team is probably Kyrus. But don't tell him that his head's too big already.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if you had to be a tiebreaker, where are you going with this one?
2: Hey, all, all I know is they all play D-line, so that works out really well for <laughs> us, you know. But uh, there's, there's some strong guys on the O-line, too. I mean, Kiefer Longson's got some strength, and... It's it's uh, good when you have a bunch of guys that that can throw up weight and and are committed to getting stronger in the weight room.
0: Okay, strongest guy on the coaching staff?
2: Uh, I don't know. We have to have a bench off, but the hardest work, the guy that works out the most, probably Ed Lamb. Okay. And the one that runs the most is Aaron Roderick.
0: All right. Uh... We have social media for you. We're going to go with at uh, Jason DC Ford one on Twitter uh, coach. He says there's been some talk about how all the accolades, the team and players are getting work like poison. Uh, what do you do to keep the team down to earth and focused on the task at hand?
2: Well, the players hold each other accountable. And I think uh, a lot of the coaches, I mean, they, they're on top of it, you know, and I think the, the poison talk is something that coaches like to just remind the players of. don't listen to that. It's poison. But, uh, the players do it, you know, and it'd also be helpful if the, the fans can keep our players humble, too. So I'm going to ask the fans to help us out. And if you see some guys being a little bit uh, too overconfident, you know, too too much confidence. And I think you can be confident, but you got to be humble and keep working. So you know, it'd be helpful the fans to help us out with it, reminding our players to stay humble and hungry.
0: Okay, if you have time for one more social media question, it'll be this one and the question is how have you been able to be so dominant on the field this year on both offense and defense
2: I have said it before the, the, we have a veteran group uh, I think that a lot of these guys the leaders have, have gone through some uh, like you know some growing pains when they're freshmen and sophomore and, uh, what we'd like to do is make sure that we keep that that presence of having some veterans on the team and some leaders and, and those guys on the field quite often you know we went young uh, years ago and, and it's paying off now but I think as we start to mentor and bring younger guys along we should start seeing a, a nice cycle of older guys leading the way and veterans keeping the identity of the team
0: okay fans thank you for the social media questions as we had to break we'll tell you that on the latest BYUSN right now Kiki Solano she wasn't in the stadium but it didn't stop her from making it a memorable home opener anyway that'll be on BYU Sports Nation social media platforms up next This week's deep blue profile of quarterback Jaron Hall and a live conversation with quarterback Zach Wilson. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Healthcare. Always here for you. Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. And by Qualtrics. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Well, some BYU football history was made last season when Jaron Hall continued his family legacy by becoming the Cougars' first-ever African-American starting quarterback. It was an accomplishment cut short by injuries from which Jaron is still trying to recover fully, as we learn in this week's edition of Deep Blue. Presented by America First Credit Union. Don't let other
4: people define who you are. Don't let other people justify who you are. Allow your actions to speak in volumes. Allow the things and the merits of who you are as a man and as a young woman to define who you are. Do not allow others to classify you, even though we are proud of the heritage that we have. We're proud to be who we are, but we're not going to allow someone else to tell us who we are.
1: What does it mean for, for you to be the, the first black American starting quarterback here at BYU?
4: I'm very proud of you know, my um, my. Ancestors are very proud of my ethnicity and you know, all the things that come with that. So it's an honor and a privilege to be here and to be you know, playing at this wonderful university. As you talk more about, you know, the significance of it. However, you know, being the first black quarterback at BYU and just the, you know, what surrounds that, you know, BYU and, and its history of, you know, the individuals it brings in. But it also kind of puts uh, more emphasis on my need to be a better person every day because, you know, I, I will, in a sense, always be remembered for that. And so it's just uh, it's just a good reminder to keep on the track that I'm on and just keep doing the things I'm doing.
3: He's a very accurate thrower. He's got flawless mechanics. Just a really true, smooth throwing motion that you can't teach that. He just, he's just he got it. So he's a true quarterback for sure. And he's a good athlete, but he's a quarterback that
1: happens to be a good athlete. Motion.
0: Keeper for Hall following his blockers. Nicely done. 25-20. 15-10. 20, Makes a sidestep. Makes a man miss. Gets into the end zone. Touchdown run!
2: Jaron Hall Uh, the fact that he can play a lot of different positions is is really important, but I think he thrives the most at at quarterback. It also doesn't limit him that he can play a lot of different sports. You know, he's a multi-sport athlete. I'm pretty sure he can play more than just baseball and football, but uh, the athleticism, the skill that that it takes to be able to do so many different things and do it well with not as much practice as everyone else has, I think it's a remarkable thing that he's done and and a huge credit to the way that he was raised by his mom and dad.
0: Claps the hands, takes a drop, takes off on the quarterback draw, navigates his way into the end zone! Riley Nelson calls it, Jaron Hall executes it.
1: We didn't necessarily expect to see Baylor Romney after that first half for Hall. We thought we might see him earlier in the game, but after that showing, a surprise
2: here.
0: Jaron Hall who started tonight for BYU at quarterback uh, will not return to this ball game, according to BYU
2: so they haven't told us what the injury is but looking at that last play he dove into the end zone landing on his shoulder and his head and remember he was out missed the last game because of a concussion so what would worry me, concern me is that he has a similar issue because of the way he landed in the end zone
4: Right after it happened, uh, I came off the sideline, and sat down, I felt fine, then all of a sudden just kind of went drifting off into la-la land. You know, I had no idea where I was. He played in a lot of football games and took a lot of hits and hadn't had concussions.
3: Those hurt, you don't feel that <laughs> one anymore. To have two of them in the time
4: frame that he had them in I think caught everybody by surprise. You know, a a lot of emotions come when you're concussed. I wouldn't say I'm the most emotional individual, but I kind of broke down a little bit, was kind of frustrated and kind of confused for why it would happen again, you know, after such a fun half of football. You know, it was the most fun I'd had really all my life playing football at that level in that stadium. So I was just really frustrated and confused, felt like I'd done all the right things. Um, Just one of those stories, right? Just kind of feel bad for yourself. And then as my dad came in, you know, he was kind of frustrated too, being the supportive father he is. He laid his hands on my head, they gave me a father's blessing just for comfort and it just kind of reminded me of what's most important that the lord you know he had me uh you know under his wing right then he knew what's happening and it was happening for a reason and just kind of got over it at that point felt much better went back on the sideline and just told myself i'm here for the team now and i'll do what i can until i get healthy and it was a it was a good lesson for me
2: i think it's difficult you know injury is always a hard thing to come back from and sometimes it becomes a lonely world you know and everything else seems to keep moving i've been there before but I thought he's handled it really well. Uh, from our perspective, we, we have to be careful because I think he's, he's the kind that just wants to go gung-ho the entire time, doesn't want to hold anything back. I think that being able to see the strength and the resolve that he has in himself as a person to respond back from the injuries, but you know, it, it, it takes another thing to do that individually, but to do it and then help others along the way, that that's an awesome thing to do as a teammate and as a player.
4: Football has really just given me everything I have so far. It's given me a lot of confidence and hope in my future. And so I just, I I thank, you know, the Lord every day that I have the opportunity to play and and just be a kid, you know, every day. Football just reminds me to be a kid and to have fun.
0: Well, you're really uh, well-situated at the quarterback position uh, for now and and a long time to come, and he's one of the main reasons why.
2: Yeah, and definitely a quality young man from a a special family. And so, uh, you know, when, when he's 100%, he's one of the best I've ever seen, so. Uh, the goal is to keep him coming along the way and, and, and fighting through the adversity of injury. And, and, and as soon as we get Jaron back to being himself, I think uh, you're going to see some wonderful things on the field.
0: And one of the ways, one of the many ways, I know I'm getting old, is uh, players I used to cover as a sideline guy, uh, Kalen, uh, you know, their kids are now playing and contributing for BYU. That's the way it goes
2: sometimes. Awesome dad, man. Yeah. We should let him be a motivational speaker to yeah. our team because that was getting me going and, and that's... Imagine having that as a father, and, and he has a wonderful mother, too, and just wonderful sub- siblings. so uh, it makes sense that he should a- accomplish a lot here.
0: It's Pretty awesome. Well, BYU season off to as solid a start as could have been hoped for, and the same can be said for the team's starting quarterback. Zach Wilson has begun his junior season on fire and on target, one of the top signal callers in the country by any and every measure right now, and you get the sense that uh, he and the team are maybe only just getting started. In for six, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson play fake and a pump and a fire to the far side. Nobody was Zach and he just saunters in for six. It is our pleasure to welcome in this week's player interview. Zach Wilson from the student-athlete building here on the BYU campus. And we start with some uh, congratulations. There were weekly awards handed out this week from both the Davy O'Brien, Kalani, and the Davey O'Brien and the Manning Award organizations. And, Zach, congrats to you for being on both of those lists this week. Thank you. I appreciate it. Kalani, you, you, you finished practice in the last uh, couple of hours before you come over here. Uh, what kind of practice player is Zach? Because we see what he's able to do in games. It speaks for itself. When it comes down to the day-to-day preparation, what do you get from this guy?
2: I mean, that's just its just not practice. It's everything. It's just film preparation. Uh, there's nights that I'm leaving the office late, and, and Zach's right with me, you know, and so uh, just uh, the way that he was raised is to be uh, extremely overprepared, and uh, the, the guy is going to, he's started coming to his own already. Um, now with, with uh, you just see the level of maturity, the decision-making that he's doing out there, and and I'm glad that he's getting a lot of recognition for it, but uh, there's a lot of things that Zach, after a game, would just like. Oh, I wish I'd have done this, done that, and and uh, you know sometimes I just have to be the guy that says, "Hey, it's okay. Smile, have a good time, and and uh, appreciate you know what you've accomplished already." But he's uh, he's really hard on himself, and I, I see him getting better every day. And he's such a great example to all our team.
0: Zach, uh, three nights removed from uh, the big win against Troy on Saturday night, uh, a big win, but an empty stadium. How do you look back on that night overall?
3: Yeah, I would just say a good team win overall. You know, uh, quarterback is only as successful as, as the guys around him. And, you know, it's it's great to be on those watch lists and everything. But, you know, that's that's really a reflection of how the team is doing. You know, no quarterback could ever take uh, credit for all of that stuff. You know, my O-line, I haven't been touched in a game, you know, except, you know, I had a missed assignment last game that got me sacked. You know, where it wasn't anything my O-line did. And um, my receivers are coming down, making plays, you know, throwing a swing to a running back. He's taking it. And so, um, you know, it's just overall team win. The defense is stopping the teams from putting up a lot of points on us, and so you know, when they shut out like that, you know, it's easy for an offense to go down and make make plays.
0: How happy were you uh, with the fact that this game came after a 19 day layoff, and yet you guys were all really sharp? Yeah,
3: I was. I was super pumped in that fact that the the guys took it seriously. They knew we have something special here as a team, and uh, you know, that three weeks off, no one no one took it for granted. Uh, everyone's excited to play this season, so. Uh, Coach Grimey mentioned something to me that stuck about how if college football was canceled right after this game, you know, how would you want to be left? How would would you want everyone to think of you as a team and as a player? And um, I think a lot of people just just didn't want to take it for granted. We ought to come
0: out firing and playing well. One of your best games as a Cougar by any measure almost 400 yards passing, four touchdowns, two passing, two rushing, only four incompletions on the night. When you go 23 for uh, 27, are you thinking more about the 23 or more about the four that didn't go complete?
3: Yeah, you know, there's always improvement. Um, you know, 23 of 27, um, you know, isn't bad, but there's definitely plays we should have cleaned up. And, you know, honestly, the incompletions that we did have is, is things that we uh, stopped ourselves on, I believe, is, is things that we can clean up going into this next week.
0: Kalani, h- h- how much uh, do you have to just really appreciate the fact that he's been so on target through two games here so far? And is this kind of what you thought you'd get from him uh, knowing he had a full offseason to get healthy.
2: Yeah, I've known I've known uh, Zach since he was a kid, and so I've seen some of the things that he's done. Uh, you know, as a, as a little leaguer to high school to what he's doing here in, in college, and uh, all he needed was, a, was an opportunity, and he'll run with it. And so, the things that he's doing now as a leader, and the things that he's doing off the field, that makes him and his, his teammates better. It's why they voted for him to be captain. By you know, his peers voted for him, and they see him as that leader. and I can't wait to see where he can take this offense and take this team.
0: Zach, BYU is one of the best teams in the country right now at uh, chunk plays, explosives. You call them explosives. How uh, how integral and how much does Coach Grimes focus on chunk plays or explosives being a big part of what you guys get done?
3: Yeah, I would say pushing the ball down the field, whether it's uh, an explosive run or explosive class, uh, keeps, the, keeps the defense on their toes. I'd say it's a huge part of the game. You know, you can't. You know it's great to take the little chunks, you know, but there has to be a time where you stretch the defense and, and you try and take a shot on them, whether you complete it or not. It definitely sends a message that, you know, that you're here
0: to play. Kalani, is there a notion of of BYU football needing to be this kind of football in a way?
2: Yeah, I mean that's. I think we're not utilizing all our talent if we're not doing things like this and and creating big plays and and uh, getting the ball spread from so many different areas and using all our receivers meaning even the running backs out in the field you know and and even having our quarterback be an opportunity to run and zach was able to score two touchdowns one was a quarterback sneak which was easy for him to fall through but that play where he pulled you know, on the goal on on the in the goal line i think that's a huge play for him to make and and that's uh, you see in all the different things that jeff Grimes and our our coaches i mean when you partner Zach and the other quarterbacks and, and the talent that we have on our team with the coaching from Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick, you can see the, the, the benefit that's going to happen in the result, which is really nice to see as head coach. Shoot, I can, I can win a lot of games if we score this many points.
0: Our viewers are seeing some of Zach's impressive FBS ranks early in the season. Third year as a starter now, uh, Zach, and you're also another year with Jeff Grimes as the offensive coordinator. What is to be said between the chemistry between an OC and a starting quarterback, and how does that feel to you right now?
3: Yeah, you know, just the third the third year in anything, you know, is gonna, it's going to take off. It's going to get better uh, the more reps at it, something you do. You know, we got new freshmen coming in, and, and everything's brand new to them, first time they've run it, and, you know, we're still doing things that I was doing as a freshman back in 2018, and so the more you rep something, the more you just get comfortable with it, and the better you can execute it, and so uh, the chemistry that we have with me and and Coach a Roth and Coach Grimes and Coach Vest are just, you know, it's, it's taken off to another level.
0: What most have you taken from your trips to work out with John Beck, former Cougar, uh, in SoCal during your summer months?
3: Yeah, just the, the ability to make all sorts of throws. You know, uh, when you go and you throw with your receivers, you know, it's great to work on the timing, the anticipation. But, you know, there's a step to in a game where you got to throw off balance, you got to step up, you got to move in the pocket, maybe you got to throw. Uh, you know off platform a little bit that's that's the main focus of the things i work on when i go out with those guys is is how can you throw from awkward angles and um, how can you put your body in the position to actually still drive a ball when normally you wouldn't be able to
0: okay can you give us a few thoughts about what you see from the work you've already done uh, both in the film room and on the field to get ready for law tech on friday night
3: yeah you know physically i, I feel so much better than i have and, and law tech's a great team you know they run a you know, a four-three defense. They're gonna, you know, throw different zones at us. They'll play man against us a couple times. Um, you know, we're we have we're gonna have to be sound in the run game and the pass game. We're gonna have to stretch them down the field. We're gonna have to take, you know, small chunks at a time. Let someone run with it and make a play. But, you know, they're a good team. They're gonna be ready to play, and, and so we're gonna have to have a good good rest of the week of practice to come out uh, strong against
0: these guys. Well, Zach, I'll say thanks to you, and I'll let uh, Kalani have the final word and say good night to you.
2: I know Zach's working hard. He's always done. I mean, there's if there's one thing. That can make him even slightly better. He's going to do it. There's nothing that he's not willing to sacrifice to to be the best that he could possibly be as a player and as a leader. So, thankful that he's on his team on our team. Capono, good to see you, bro. Love you, my coach. man. Appreciate it.
0: <laughs> All right, thanks for the time. That is Zach Wilson. Great stuff, fans. You can break down Cougar football with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, and David Nixon each week on After Further Review. It aired earlier tonight and is on demand on the BYU TV app or watch it tomorrow morning on BYU TV at 11 Eastern. And 8 Pacific time as we go to break here's this week's trivia question presented by Qualtrics prior to Zach Wilson this year who was the last BYU quarterback with a pass efficiency rating of 200 or better in consecutive games that's been Zach in the first two games of this year we'll have the answer after our final break welcome back to BYU football with Kalani Sitake here's our trivia question brought to you by Qualtrics prior to Zach Wilson this year Who was the last BYU quarterback with a pass efficiency rating of 200 or better in consecutive games? The answer is Max Hall back in 2008. It's been a little while. All right, we're going to go on the way back machine here for a new feature we call This Week in Kalani. Because Kalani, you played a bunch of games for BYU, and the games (laughs) happen this time of year. And so we take a look at our date, and we go, what closest to this date Transpired uh, to a game that we can look back to. We're going to go back to October 3rd, 1998. First up against Fresno State.
4: Dogs threaten blitz. Sataki straight ahead,
0: and he maybe got a half a yard. Okay, so that was Fresno <laughs> State. That was one carry for one yard that night.
2: Well, guys, you didn't show my blocks, man. I, no. I don't know how to react to that. If that was, I mean that. I'm just glad I got that. But that was
0: 1998, (laughs) 1999. This week in Kalani takes us to a game against Utah State. (laughs) And now you were busy. Now you were picking them up and putting them down, as Tom Kirkland used to say. (laughs) Six carries, 45 yards, two catches for 22 yards in a game against Utah State. This is more like it now, right?
2: Yeah, that that makes makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, (laughs) but no. (laughs) Hey, I'll do whatever they need me to. You know, block catch balls run and people over run if I need to. And you know, but that's yeah. Making me feel old. That's not an HD either. Is it?
0: <laughs> well, that's this week in Kalani. <laughs> we'll see if it comes back again next week. Uh, I, I, I hope it does. <laughs> All right. Uh, in case you missed it, let's get to some rapid fire stuff here late in the show. Uh, pro football focus had its collegiate, uh, its college team of the week, FBS team of the week. And Brady Christensen got the nod there at left tackle this week.
2: Stud. He, he is a special player. We have a lot of great players on this team, and specifically at the O-line position, we have a lot of monsters up there. And uh, I think Brady's been doing this for years, just this, uh, such an efficient player and, and grades well every week.
0: No fans in the stands this past week, but we had uh, cutouts of some people connected to BYU and or the state of Utah in the stands. Uh, Jim McMahon's so good he gets in twice, has both a Cougar and a Bear. Uh, this is one of the uh, Troy players' Kalen Geiger going horizontal, thanks to Micah Harper out there.
2: Yeah, Micah making his first start as a true freshman, you know, and, and a really aggressive player. I love the fact that he's a physical corner, can make plays, and not afraid to throw his, his hat into the, you know, into a tackle.
0: And uh, BYU's becoming known as a, uh, a viral coaching dance <laughs> video school all of a sudden. Now, this Jason A.U. on the right, right? And Billy Nixon on, uh, on the, and then Wes Wright getting involved on the sideline as well.
2: Yeah, and I think this is the one that you got on camera, so there are some other ones that, that you know, I didn't say it would be good, I, but I, I, I love the fact that the guys are having fun and enjoying it, and, you know, and... and uh,
0: How about this? Yeah, Isaac t- Rex having fun, and then the official wants the football. He just gives him five. Great moments of <laughs> slapping uh, five. We've got Riley Nelson uh, back in the day, and, and and you don't even need to five if you can <laughs> just hug like Taron Houck back in the day. All right, that is in case you missed it. And... Uh, We've gotten to the end of the show uh, knowing that we're only, how many days away? Three days away from a football game here on Friday night against La Tech.
2: Let's go. Looking forward to seeing these guys get back on the field. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll limit the dancing to the sidelines and, and, and not do it on the field. That's what the, that's uh, the instruction I'm giving our players. But um, if we're dancing, that means it's a good sign for Cougar fans and for our program.
0: Another night when you'll miss those fans in the stands, but you'll you'll go play your best form and hope to see them back in the building at some point.
2: We definitely will and, and want to represent well. Just uh, I thought you know when we walked into the stadium, having seen the fans there for the virtual Cougar Walk was really fun. So we love you guys and appreciate it. Go Kooks.
0: All right, we'll talk to you next Tuesday at 8:30 Eastern time for Zach Wilson and the coach Kalani Sitake. I'm Greg Grubel, and this has been BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Until next week, go kooks. We'll